if your income is not uh, commensurate with your skill level and your business acumen, then there's something that needs to be looked at. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I am a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be here. I have my new friend, Ruth, and she is going to talk about branding and marketing. She's also an author of seven books. So she's a book coach. She's a ghostwriter. She has been in the industry for a long time. And we're going to have a very open conversation about how to brand yourself so that your marketing strategy aligns with it. Ruth, can you tell everyone a little about you? Of course, I just gave the intro. Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's first and foremost, first and foremost, um, I just want to say I'm a mom of three grown children and a grandmother of nine. Oh, and wow. uh, it takes a lot of a lot of thought to be able to go to three different locations, two different states to make sure that I'm still staying connected with family and the and the grandkids. Um, and I shared that I shared that with you. And the reason I brought that up first is that is part of who I am at the basic level is I'm a connector. And yeah. whether I'm going to connect with my kids or grandchildren, my clients, my interviewees for summits, my friends, whatever it is, my social media, I am a connector. And it's about, it is about creating the strategy where there's time for everything. And it's being able to bring your people along so they know who you are. And, you know, there's two types, there's two types of branding, Rachel, and they must, they must go together. There's the internal brand that I just shared with you. So you get to see an authentic piece of me, my everyday life, my every, what I'm, what I'm made of. And then there's the, what I call the external branding, that which everyone sees. So there's internal and external and if they're off, do you see that gap? Yeah. That's where you lose clients. You lose tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in that gap. Interesting. And, and that gap, that gap, most entrepreneurs and business people, C-suite, they don't know what that gap is. They don't know that there's a gap. All they know is results, numbers don't lie. So if your bank account, if your monthly income is not what you know it ought to be, 
especially with the work you're doing, the, the craft that you're, you're good at what you do, you get results for your clients, you can pretty much be safe to say that there's a gap there. So I do a lot of what's called brand audits. Oh. And I will, I will look at someone's brand and I'll talk to them for about 10 minutes and then I'll do an audit. And I help them find the gap because it's in that gap that we live frustrated. Yeah. How do you, how do you end up closing the gap? I mean, I think in the world of social media, it's like people wonder how much to say about themselves. What is your rule for that? It is make a list. I'm going to break this down for everybody. Make a list. Write down on this side, internal brand. On this side of the paper, external brand. Okay? Internal brand. List all those pieces, those beautiful pieces that make you you. And put a word there. So um, I'm very family-oriented, community-oriented. I'll put connection. Yeah. Um, I, I love, I love to learn. I'm going to put teacher. I'm going to, do you see, I'm going to do all yeah. these things. Then I'm going to go over to the, um, external brand and I'm going to go, okay, my, my people who I love and nurture, I want them to know I'm a connector. I want them to know that I love to learn and I spend ridiculous amounts of money on uh, coaching and I cast it on to my clients right away because yeah. in today's world things change even even a year and a half ago yeah and so and it's not about following anybody it's about knowing what the trends are I want them I, I follow trends I create trends I want them to know that I do trends right um over here internal legacy that's why I write books, the legacy. They'll be here far longer than I will. That's why I help people get their voice out into the world. Every voice matters. And healing. If you can save one person with your book, whether it's funny and makes someone laugh and gets them in a better mood and they might be in the hospital, or whether it's showing them a way that they can heal or pull out of something or think differently, that's the internal. I want them to know that. Right. So what does that look like on the outside? That looks like I will I I will guide people. I tailor my programs. I don't do this 200 people in a group. I don't want 200 people in a group. If I had 200 people, I would have maybe 10 groups of 20 each. I I don't I it's important to me that my people hear it and get it and own it. I'm going to give you an example of getting it and owning it. I had written six books and I was walking along and I was passing by Barnes and Noble and six books. So I had written over 12 years, six books. And, and I was walking past Barnes and Noble and I saw in the, the window, oh my God, it's a picture of me, my books. I was having a book signing there for the first time after Six books, Rachel. I said to myself before I I got that I was a I was a writer, a writer. When I saw that, I go, oh my god, I'm an author. Yeah. And so it's not it's it's to get it and to own it are very very different. And I get people to go from 
hearing it to getting it to owning it and yeah. once you can own your brand not just become aware not just get it but own it now we're ready for marketing strategies and i'm telling you as i told you earlier they literally fall from the sky for me and i can pass them on to clients but when someone says ruth what marketing strategies would you suggest i do it's like going to a doctor to a cardiologist and saying you know my heart races what's wrong with me they have to do a little bit of an audit yeah well beyond the internal and external list what would you say are other factors that help you define your brand so we're so busy doing that yeah. we're not being now i just came out of a seven day 13 hour leadership conference where it was a whole shift on being versus doing. 100% intention, 0% is mechanism, which is doing, and then it equals 100% manifestation. So the better question, rather than give you boom, 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 because that's the problem. We give people what to do, but they're not being it. So the better right. question I find, Rachel, is who do I have to be? How do I have to show up in my business for my brand so that people know I'm a connector? How do I have to be? How do I have to show up? What do I need to do to show up to let people know that I, I am a boutique? I work with everyone uh, tailored. Right. You see, that's the difference. And I know for me, because I'm a doer, I want boom, 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 boom. But how many years have we been getting do this, do this, do this? And it's not really it's making not a difference. Yeah. And the other thing is, I do a lot with what's called, I, I have a couple of degrees in psychology, master's degrees in clinical and spiritual psychology. And I take personality into effect. So I take the... Uh, the continuum um, extrovert introvert and so i cannot share marketing strategies with an introvert many of them they won't do they'll go uh-huh okay. uh-huh and they won't do them and then they'll feel really badly but it, it's not a who part of who they are and the same thing with the extrovert so you have to know that's why it's so tailored you have to know their personality and what they're willing to do that fits into who they who they are at a very basic level authentic level you know i was working with an attorney and there's like 26 attorneys in this law firm and i work in all different industries and he was very very shy very very shy and, and he does wills and he'd rather be you know doing paperwork and all of that and they took him out to lunch and i said you know I would fall out of my chair if an attorney called me, if my attorney called me and said, Ruth, how are you doing? Are you updated on your trust? Are you right. updated on your will? I would fall down and probably hit my head and have a coma. <laughs> um, and I said, all you have to do is call people. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Within a week, within a week, Rachel, but it can't be speaking in a lot of front of a lot of people within a week. He brought in $1.3 million of business to the law firm. Oh, wow. Wow. Such a testament to how there's different strategies for different people. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we as entrepreneurs and C-level and businesses, we work so hard. And, you know, it's just we just kind of go so many of us go like this until we go, wait a minute, get off, get off. But where do you go? Where do you go? You go to the next shiny object. That's that's the beginning stages of branding. And let me also say something very important. Branding, the first thing you do is not colors. The first thing you do is not a website. That's down the road. And I'll tell you why. One of the reasons that it takes so long for people to put their websites together, they don't know what to say. They don't know what their brand is. They don't know the marketing packages. Really, they don't have the marketing messaging. They don't have the branding messaging. I do that piece. And I have a a web designer. I don't care anybody's web designer. Once once my clients work with me, I pass that on to the web designer because quite honestly, web designers don't want to work with us. Because I don't know, maybe I want blue, maybe I want red. <laughs> and the money, the money clock is ticking. Yeah. And I'm able to say, this goes on the front page. This goes on the work with me page. This goes on the bio page. This goes on the testimonial page. This go- and, that, and then they've got it. And we do, yeah. we do it from there. And then you can literally have a, a website, tweak it, or a new one within six weeks. That's wonderful. I love that process that you just laid out because I feel that so many, so many people go to start their website and they're not clear on what to say. And then they're they not lost. And exactly. then they get clients. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the same thing, Rachel, with most people writing a book. 90 is that 97% of the people that start to write a book never complete it. Oh, and wow. the biggest, the biggest reason is they start to write the book, but there again, there's no structure to it. There's no strategy to it. And if you, you know, you don't have to write a book. You can write an ebook. You can, you can do some other things, and you will literally know. Uh, you know, I've helped my clients know what to write for social media, and on uh, many platforms, and um, emails, and newsletters. Six months out. Talk, talk to me a little about, because we have a lot of introverts that listen. Um, I would say awesome. a lot of coaches are healers and they're introverted. What are some ways that the introvert can get themselves out there, be their brand and show up in a world where we have reels and we have all these different things that are more with faces? What are some strategies they can use? Well, it's, you know, even with everything online, one of the best ways to connect is a one-on-one. Yeah. So whether that is in your local area, you just be, your, you, you know, as I tell my clients, just show up. Just get to that space. See, that's where you have to own who you are. Yeah. Once you own who you are, an introvert will show up and they won't feel um, inadequate or doubt or even the extrovert won't. That's excellent. Also, it's one-on-one. It's think of that. You do introverts do lovely with small groups. Right. So um, connect with social media. Comment. No, don't just like. That's kind of a waste. Go in there, see your followers, look at them, and then see who they are, and then send them a DM or connect with them. Now you might think, oh, Ruth, I have two thousand followers. 
You know, what are you asking of me? Okay, fine. You spend two hours a day, 10 hours a week, 40 hours a month, and then you get back to me and tell me your bottom line hasn't gone up substantially. That's so true. I always say, even if you got 20 people to a workshop, if you send individual emails to each of those people and not just a general follow-up to everyone, you would have that VIP experience. Talk to me about ownership, because I think this is a really huge topic. What stops a coach from taking ownership? Well, look how long it took me. We just, it's a, it's a mindset. It's all a mindset. Telling you it's all a mindset. This is why it's so important to have a coach someone you can really trust and relate to so they can mirror back who you truly are. And a good coach will know if you own it or if you just get it. Right. That's right. that's number one. Number two is, here's another exercise. Write your successes. Oh, that's a thought <laughs> instead of what we didn't do. I'd like a to-do list for all of you out there, high achievers, high achiever. Um, you love to-do list, do it. Do a to-do list of, of a completion list or of, a, um, of an accomplishment or successes or something you stretch. That's number one. Number two, what is one stretch you can do every couple of days? A stretch. Yeah. So a stretch for an introvert might be, I'm going to give someone a call. That's a stretch. Um, it might be, you know what, instead of just connecting with one social media, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with five. That's a stretch. Um, I'm going to find a virtual stage or a virtual summit because it's one-on-one -on -one again, right? Right. So, and see if I can be a speaker. Huge stretch. But I love and that you're talking about that because in business, we have to stretch ourselves. And I think that a lot of people get into business especially coaches, and they're just focused on the coaching instead of building a brand, having your marketing strategy. Absolutely. And they come out of school and feel totally overwhelmed in this area you, and that you brought this up. You're, you're so true, you know, and I'm going to tell you something. This can be done in two weeks. Oh, wow. In two weeks. And you add the website, three weeks. That's it. I'm fast. I know what I'm looking for. And I know what I need to say to people. Um, you know, I'm thinking of someone right now. She was um, partners with someone. The partner left, left her with the alone and no clients. Uh, and they'd been doing a lot. They'd been doing really, really well. And she was crying. She was upset. And the second week she stops the coaching. She goes, she looks in the Zoom and she goes, are you, are you magic? <laughs> and I, and I, sh and I only shared that with you. I only share that with you because it can be done and it doesn't have to take a year. doesn't have to take six months. doesn't have to take three months. If you know what you're doing and you stay focused, it can be done. And we did this in two weeks. We had to rebrand her, Rachel, rebrand yes. her, um, a new brand messaging that I had her memorize. Until it just was so easy that it was like past the salt. <laughs> she was going because she was going down to meet some some really good potential clients for her, and she was on cloud nine when she came back. She said she aced it. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions. 
but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, I've also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. What do you think stops somebody from not folk? Like in the beginning, people tend to focus so much on the colors and the logo. What do you think? Why do you think that theme happens for so many people? I don't think most people understand what true branding is. I, I just, I don't, I don't think most people know what true branding is. And unfortunately, that word has been tossed around so much now. Right. And, um, you know, this is something I've been doing for, for years and years. It's kind of like a catch phrase now. Uh, but they don't know. They don't know. What, you know, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And, and you know, here's, here's the telltale sign. If you're wanting to brand and it's taking over, it's taking over three weeks, it's taking over a week, ding-a-ling, 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 something's not right. It doesn't have to take that long. Right. If you are going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with your website, ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling, something's not right. If and as I and I as I also said, if your if your income is not uh, commensurate with your skill level and your business acumen, then there's something that needs to be looked at. It's just something that needs to be looked at. That's all. Right. You know, there's so many people, so many people that are high achievers uh, or not and are not completing projects, not completing things. <laughs> So starting at the end of next month, I'm doing uh, six months of completion. It's going to be a beautiful program. And people are going to identify anywhere from two to three projects. You can do that in six months. And if they do three, then we're going to go on to four. I'm excited about that because I think that's such so necessary. Why do you think that so many people don't complete projects? Distracted, self-doubt, yeah. don't know what to do next, yeah. comparison scrolling too much, exhausted, burnt out, never learning time management skills. Again, again, tailored to them. I do what's called time audits. I did this for Prevention Magazine. I did it for Self Magazine, for their readers. I've done it for clients. And um, what is your time management blueprint? Right. Again, Fitting your energy levels, your biorhythms, your personality, what's going on in your life. I love that. I, I think so many entrepreneurs get into business and they don't know how to manage their time. Absolutely. I love that you brought it up where it's not even just learning how to manage your time. It's learning how to manage that negative self-doubt and the comparison syndrome and the imposter syndrome and all the things that come up. Because when we go into distraction, we're really just saying, I'm scared to do this and I'm not going to do it because I don't have a plan. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. And, you know, a, a time management program, um, the same one for everybody. No, 
you got to take someone's biorhythm into account. You've got to take their life into account. Um, you've got to take their energy levels, their personality into account. All of that. Yeah. What do you think for being a recovering overachiever? What do you think were some ways that really showed up that were detrimental to your business? I was, I was, <laughs> so I, you know, I'd have to do lists coming from here to Toronto and I live in California, so <laughs> you can understand. Um, and then I would get, I would get upset with myself that I didn't finish everything or yeah. um, I, you know, I was so busy in criticizing myself. I was so busy in putting myself down for not doing this and not doing that. And and everyone said, Ruth, you do so much. And I used to think to myself, yeah, but you don't really know. There's so much undone, so much undone. And and that is why this whole turnaround um, is that who do I have to be? How do I have to right. be to get the top two tasks, projects completed? or started today who do i have to be who do i have to be well i think a lot of it comes into what you were saying it's that ownership i think when we really because every coach that i've ever coached who had ownership had success yeah absolutely absolutely and the other thing is choose a word or three words that are going to get you through the self-doubt my three words are courageous commitment and joyful. And you can understand joyful. Just cool it, Klein. Cool it. <laughs> and, and commitment is follow-up. And courageous is making the calls. Because mm -hmm. even though most people think I'm an extrovert, there are times that I'm very much an introvert. So I understand the introvert. I understand the extrovert. Yeah. Uh, very, very well. And I've worked with, you know, tens of thousands of people and over the years. So it's, it's that, it's that choose three words and look in the mirror. And, and this is where the ownership comes in, Rachel. So thank you for bringing that back up. It's a full loop. Own the words. Yeah. Own the words, own courageous, own commitment, joyful. Did you ever struggle with self-doubt? You know what I struggled with comparison, uh, especially with social media. Yeah. And and that's an easy one. And so I take social media breaks. I've been on a break now for two months. Oh wow. I still post, but I don't scroll. And if I do, I get off right away. Yeah. I think that's such a valuable tip because I know whether you're a new coach or you're in a growth phase, you're comparing yourself to everyone else on social media instead of showing up. I, I keep going back to what you were saying, like just owning it, really being yourself and showing up and having having the highlight reel, be the highlight reel, but also show those down days to show that you're human. Yeah, absolutely. It's You know what it's like? I am... Um... This is a great, this is great for your uh, listeners and viewers. I started a day in the life journal. Oh my God. Ask me if I love it. <laughs> I love it. And it was going to be for 40 days. Well, I think I'm on to 70 now. Oh, and yeah. it doesn't mean that I write every day, but I literally start a day in the life, day 
72. And then I just, and then once I, then my, then I get these wonderful creations, downloads. Right. And I write, I mean, it's so powerful. And that's another way to be instead of do right in the morning, first thing in the morning. I love that. What are some other things that you do in your life that keep you in that own it stage? Well, it's the three words. That's a big one. And that's relatively new. Um, It's asking the questions all the time. How do I need to be? No matter what the manifestation is, what do I need to be in order to be that person to manifest that? Um, Not what do I have to do? See the difference? Yeah. Who do I have to be? Big difference. I I need a letter to your future self every day. You can, you can. Uh, I like a day. For me, I would choose a day in the life. Yeah, that's more powerful for me. But everybody has their own. I think uh, something I stopped doing a while ago um, is affirmations and choose no more than five. Choose no more than five, and know that they're going to seem so inauthentic at first. And then they'll start to change. The other thing I started doing is I'm not a meditator for any length of time. So I've been meditating for five minutes once a day and the, and it just stops and it helps me regain my footing and and my emotional balance. Um, I live near the ocean. Um, I try, but I don't, I, I try to go every day, walk along the ocean and ground myself barefoot on the sand and then oh my gosh if if you guys are mountain people go take a hike if you're water <laughs> people find a creek find a waterfall find anything find and ground yourself, yourself and ground yourself have you barefoot now granted many people have snow right now but um and and just ground yourself and i, I can't i cannot even tell you the experience and i can't even get to tell you the amount of, of what I call divinely gifted downloads because I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. And they just keep coming. And then I, then I have to rush to the car and write them down. What got you into be a writer? You know, it's so funny how that is. I was not planning on being a writer. I always enjoyed writing in high school. I always did really well. I always have something to say. I, I am an observer, which is my introvert part. I observe everybody, everything, and I come up with these insights. I didn't know I was intuitive, but I own it now. It's another one I didn't own for years and years. Do you know how many people told me that? I go, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and now I own it only in the last couple of years, though. But I, I, um, when, I had, when my three kids were at home and I worked and I had dinner on the table, Every night, and my dinners were 30 minutes or less. Easy, easy. But I, I didn't, if I didn't take anything out of the freezer, I'd go to this cute little supermarket. I'd buy some marinated chicken or marinated beef or marinated veggies. I'd put a salad together. And that was, and maybe the, another thing of vegetables, that was dinner. And, you know, the family loved it. And there was a maintenance man there, and I invited him to uh, dinner when I came home. And then I said, Dinner's ready. He goes, how is dinner ready? Did you order something? I go, no, no, I made it. So, he, and I, I had heard that so many times. Here's the ownership again. I had heard that so many times from other mom friends. 
how do you do it, Ruth? How do you do it? And I thought they were just being nice. But when he said it, it clicked. So then I thought, you know what? I want to write a book on time management secrets for working women. Oh, wow. And that was my first book. And do you know, that book is a millennial. It's 25 years old. It still sells. And then I got the writing bug. And then I learned how to write book proposals. And I, I or an agent sold my books to publishers. And uh, the rest is history. And then when did you start writing for other people, ghostwriting? I started doing that without calling it a ghostwriter when I started helping people write books. I would help them rewrite something. I would, um, I would develop it for them. I created the strategy for them. I created the structure for them with their input, of course. Um, if they said this, I'd say, let's say it a different way. Um, I would say, let's add more examples. They would add more examples. Well, that's a good one. Let's, let's try it for another one. Um, you know, I did all of that. So I've done, I've been doing that for probably six years. And then all of a sudden I thought, you know what, let's call it what it is, a ghostwriter. And there's ownership again, Rachel. I want to shake my head and go, hello, Klein, anybody home? I think ownership is the big piece in having success personally and in your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I just happened to tell someone that I'm a ghostwriter and, um, you know, we're in negotiations right now for me to ghostwrite his book. And oh my God, he's such an amazing, amazing human being. I can't <laughs> wait. So talk to me about, let's talk a little about time management before we end, because I think that everyone listening is like, Hit me with your secrets, Ruth. Tell me about time management. What are your secrets for working women? First thing in the morning, you've got to have time for yourself. I don't care if you have 17 children at home. You have to have time for yourself. You don't have to have a lot, but you need time for yourself. If you drink coffee, you need to be able to drink coffee in peace. Yes. That is one of my most restful times. Me too. Uh, I and love my morning, that first sip. Oh, that first, oh, isn't it the best? I know, I know. And um, and if you, you know, if you don't make it yourself, fine. Then go out and get it, whatever it takes. You know, it's hard for single moms. So you're going to have to learn how to make good coffee, you know, because you can't leave your kids alone. So, or, or you figure something out. But that's first and foremost. You know, I'm a morning person. It depends on, on your, on your biorhythm. I'm a morning person. I'm tired by nine o'clock. Why would I stay up and watch more television, which I used to do? Yeah. So I try and be, I try and be asleep by 10. That's a sweet spot for me. Yeah. And, and I get up at six. That's eight hours. I need eight hours. Forget the six hours. Some people don't need eight. <laughs> I need eight. Figure out how many hours you need. Do not, do not uh, save on sleep. That'll bring your immunity down in a New York minute. You won't be as, as um, happy, you won't and be sharp. as joyful, and you won't be as sharp. So that's that. And then it's that quiet time, and it's dark now, you know, in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And so I have my coffee, and then I do my thinking. And I'll think of a project, and then I'll visualize. I'll visualize completion. I'll visualize manifesting it. And then who do I have to be? Oh, I need to follow up. What do I need to do? And then I can't write fast enough. And yeah. I'm telling you, I, I've written proposals like that within 30 minutes. 
45 minutes. I try and take 20 minute power naps every day if I can. I am I am the I am the leader. I am the CEO of my schedule. I, you know, I, I can schedule clients one, two, three, four podcasts in between. I used to do that. There was no white space. Right. And you have white space. White space is very important. And in that white space, I figure 20 minutes. It's a power nap. And I tell Alexa to wake me up in 20 minutes. <laughs> and sometimes I fall asleep and sometimes I just rest. And I can't tell you how refreshed I am. And sometimes I, and sometimes I have my second cup of coffee or a half a cup, actually. I have my half a cup of coffee because it's just a beautiful ritual back into the day. And, uh, and I'm really good about saying no, really good about saying no. And there's loving ways to say no. You don't have to have an attitude. Yes. It's, it's about loving that personal boundary. It's about personal boundaries. And I think women, if I had to say one arena where women lose their power and their time and their energy and their self-confidence is with loose boundaries. I think that's a beautiful way to live. I know I used to be a people pleaser and I had such loose boundaries. And then you you sit in frustration or burnout and it's like- or the- upset. Or yeah, resentment. Exactly. Exactly. And my bones are tight these days. <laughs> and yeah, and it takes too much energy. Resentment, yeah. you know, if you had energy units, let's say everyone has 24 energy units in a day, resentment probably takes 10 of them, just like boom, if not yeah. more. Sweeps it out of you. Yeah. Another time management skill, believe it or not, is control your thoughts. Yeah. Control your thoughts control your attitude and i hate to use the word control don't lead with your feelings lead with your three words courageous committed joyful because feelings are fickle yes i love that can you tell everyone where to find you yes i love instagram so i'd love for you to dm (laughs) it's ruth.klein k-l-e-i-n and um, I'd love for you to um, chat with me if you want me to to kind of just give you um, a blueprint or a beginning of a blueprint of time management or branding or some marketing. Um, my my sessions are 30 minutes and they're free. And so you can go on my website, RuthKlein.com. Um, you can get a free five-part uh, uh, ebook on productivity. Because everything starts with productivity. Yes. Everything. An engineer, a doctor, an Indian chief, it doesn't matter. Because that's the that's the most common denominator, the least amount of common. And then and then chat with RuthKlein.com. Chat with RuthKlein.com or talk with RuthKlein.com. We can do a phone call, we can do a Zoom, um, whatever, whatever you prefer. But do not sit. I I just don't sit in the frustration anymore. Don't sit in the self-doubt. Don't sit in the resentment. Don't sit in the loose boundaries. If I can give you one, one point that will help pull you out of that, that is, that is why I do what I do. 
I love that. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate uh, it. Absolutely. Thanks for, for um, asking me. This was fun. All right, guys, reach out to this woman. She definitely is just a plethora of information. All right. I'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.